0: Greetings, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair podcast. I'm Tom Manuel. Thanks so much for joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in Luke chapter 13. It was verse 33 that resonated with me this morning. It says, in any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. Today's podcast is entitled Walking the Talk. I'm excited this Christmas to see the movie Freud's Last Session with Anthony Hopkins. It's an adaptation of an amazing little one-act play that imagines a conversation between a dying Sigmund Freud and a young Oxford professor named C.S. Lewis in 1939 London. Sadly, my friend Kevin and I were preparing to produce this show in conjunction with a college theater department a few years ago until an individual got us canceled It remains a huge disappointment that we never got to do the show. There are several scripts and books that have been written over the years imagining conversations between different historical figures or imagined events around historical characters. And I've always found this genre fascinating. When I was a kid, the youth of our local church performed a play in which Pontius Pilate is placed on trial for Jesus' murder. Members of the audience acted as the jury. And if I remember correctly, my father was the jury foreman, and they acquitted Pilate in that particular performance. Sadly, the death of Jesus was historically used as a reason for anti-Semitism. In our current wave of public and institutional anti-Semitism, it I feel it important to acknowledge this sad historical fact. It's rooted in the Roman Emperor Constantine's decision to make Christianity the official religion of Rome in the early fourth century. And it was one of the many bad things that happened after the organic Jesus movement became the Holy Roman Empire. Constantine planted the seeds of anti Semitism that would lead to centuries of Jewish persecution by the institutional church. But as I've studied the final days of Jesus for many years, I've concluded that the death of Jesus was the result of a perfect storm of antagonist power brokers representing three different earthly kingdoms, the kingdoms of politics and commerce and religion. A few years ago, I presented my review of Jesus' arrest and trials in a Good Friday message, and it's linked in today's post at TomBanderwell.com. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. A few chapters ago, Luke records that Jesus, quote, resolutely set out for Jerusalem, end quote. Jesus has been traveling toward Jerusalem and is getting close to his destination. In today's chapter, Luke foreshadows the three key players who will have Jesus crucified. It begins in the first verse of today's chapter as Jesus hears news of the Roman governor's cruelty. Pontius Pilate represents the empire, the Roman empire. And in the political powder keg of Jerusalem, Pilate is not afraid to use force and violence to quell sedition. There was a group of people from Galilee who ended up creating trouble. Now, their offense is not known, but Pilate had them slaughtered, and their blood was mixed with their sacrifices. This was a highly blasphemous act of imperial power, intended to send a message to the many zealots who sought to defy Rome. Now, in the next episode, Luke records it, the religious leaders who continue to antagonize and oppose Jesus. Jesus heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath day of rest, and the religious leaders call him out for it. Jesus turns the tables on them, and Luke records that Jesus, quote, his opponents were humiliated, end quote. As Jesus continues to humiliate and threaten the power, and the wealth of the religious establishment, those religious leaders, especially those with the most to lose, are motivated to have Jesus eliminated. But Luke also records that, quote, the people were delighted with all the wonderful things Jesus was doing, end quote. Even some of the religious establishment became fans and followers. Jesus was drawing crowds that numbered in the thousands, The crowds alone were a threat to these powerful people. At the end of today's chapter, Luke mentions the third piece of the unholy trinity of power brokers who will have Jesus killed. Some Pharisees, who were fans and followers of Jesus, told him to change course. Avoid going to Jerusalem because Herod had already put a price on Jesus' head. Now, Herod was the regional ruler underneath Roman authority. He's the one who had John the Baptist murdered because John had antagonized Herod and turned the crowds against him. Now, Herod had heard rumors that Jesus just might be John the Baptist risen from the dead. Now, Herod learned from his father, Herod the Great, that remaining in power in these earthly kingdoms, means the swift and violent elimination of potential threats, just like having all the baby boys two years or younger slaughtered because of rumors the Messiah had been born in Bethlehem. Jesus, however, remains resolute in his trek to Jerusalem. He has no illusions about what's going to happen. In fact, everything that Jesus does and says in public only pushes the hands of these political, religious, and commercial power brokers. Jesus states that he must press on to Jerusalem, quote, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem, end quote. Jesus knows he is going to Jerusalem to be killed. In the quiet this morning, I find myself thinking about my post yesterday, in which Jesus implores me and all of his followers to approach our earthly circumstances in the context of the larger eternal realities of God's kingdom. And in today's chapter, that's exactly what Jesus is doing. He's walking the talk. So. How can I follow in his footsteps today? I hope this finds you well, wherever you are on Life's Road, my friend. Have a great day. Lord willing, I'll be back here tomorrow. I will be join me.